When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome to Ho 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 Z, the Christmas special. <laughs> and we ask, is it time for Marcello Bielsa to kick the bucket? Metaphorically, of course. Should Stevie G feel hard done by after his Anfield return? Is it all over at Arsenal? And are United set for a title challenge after cruising past relegation threat in Norwich? We also have reaction to the Champions League draw. Hang on, let me do that again. We also have reaction to the Champions League draw. What? UEFA did it? <laughs> did it again? No. All right. <laughs> Plus, we have a show more jam packed than my U Bend after I ate a kilo of pistachios on Christmas Day 2009. Oh my gosh. <laughs> With me, as always, is Hannah East. You're right, Hannah? I, I really love the introduction to our football podcast there, talking about your U Bend after pistachios. <laughs> oh, oh, God. You're right, Mike. How's it going, mate? I'm I'm glad to be here in person and see Hannah for yeah, the first time and first unfortunately time. see you again in person. <laughs> well, we're back in the studio. It feels, yeah. this is different, isn't it? Yeah, it's nice. It's still taken us a standard 45 minutes to get going. Yeah, I've had to sort all the issues out with the techie stuff. Yeah. So oh, yeah. Thank God I was here. Um, how's, your, how's your last couple of weeks been, Hannah? You been in uh, Amsterdam? I have, yeah. Puffing on the old jazz cabbage? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Amsterdam like are in full lockdown at the moment, so from five o'clock, everything shuts, as in room service, everything. <laughs> so privileged. I love that. Everything <laughs> shuts. Room service. I wasn't allowed to whip my butler. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it was really, uh, it was a good, good gig. So yeah. I, miss, I missed our podcast. What were you doing? You were doing cycling, weren't you? I was, and netball before that as well, yeah. It was, it's really weird. I saw a photograph on Instagram and Hannah's there in a huge studio looking all professional and everything. And like everyone's like, oh, like, she did a really good job. And I was like, Hannah, Hannah East. No, it's, like, it's our Hannah, isn't it? I know, it was weird because they did praise me and said I did really well and that was really professional. <laughs> but that's really also, odd. as I told you a couple of weeks ago, that's what happened when I did that gig in Hamburg. <laughs> <laughs> which then received <laughs> negative reviews in a national newspaper. Um, no, well done, Hannah. That sounds nice. Thanks. Uh, Mike, what have you been doing? Um, 
I've been getting abuse for my views on Arsenal um, because apparently I'm I'm controversial and I I, uh, I back Mikel Arteta too much. So that's just standard. I do like a YouTube series uh, podcast thing, rival podcast. It's not a rival podcast. It's about football. Well, <laughs> in no way is it a rival. <laughs> yeah, people people just don't, apparently they don't like me. Some people just don't like me. So there you go. That's Arsenal it. fans are a bit aggressive on yeah. social media, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What yeah. sort of stuff have you said that they've you've had a bit of backlash about? Um, yeah, ma- many stuff about like the manager. People don't like uh, my hair and they don't like... Oh, <laughs> like that's... Certain, my, 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 yeah, some guy was like to me, oh, Mike, you look better without the beards, but I've had a beard since like 2013 mm. so I don't know who this person is oh. or like where they've come from so who does your hair the council <laughs> <laughs> so, that's so mean you're so <laughs> no I I'm like it I'm, I'm not gonna rise to it don't bite Mike don't bite no I'm not going to um but yeah so it's been a big week at Arsenal though hasn't it so I mean I think yeah. maybe maybe let's start there over and out What's yeah happened? I know crazy yeah I mean some people think it was coming I was like shocked at the sort of timing of it because if you're having a manager that's like already under pressure like to make a decision like that is huge like imagine like little old ollie stripping uh harry Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> joe's gonna cut that <laughs> little old ollie stripping <laughs> there we go but yeah can, can you imagine like if he stripped Maguire, like what <laughs> <laughs> Oh wow! Shane Maguire of the cap. I'm going to say of the captain. See a load of times, so you can you can edit that in. Cool, I'm wait. sure you will do. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's just it's, it's a massive thing because um, it is you know more than ambassadorial role. Like it is the captain of, of the football club and at a big football club like Arsenal. I'm not surprised it's happened because there's been a load of like disciplinary things that have happened with Aubameyang, like coming back late from trips abroad. This one, I think he went to uh, visit his mum, and he came back a day late. So some people are saying, oh, well, you can feel sympathetic. But yeah, as an isolated incident, but it's happened before. It's happened at previous clubs at Dortmund as well. So. Happened at, um, against Spurs in March, didn't it? Because he yeah. was on the bench for the North London derby because he'd broken disciplinary rules. Happened twice at Dortmund, yeah. like you say. And the captain, especially in this day and age where players are even more difficult to, uh, they find it more difficult to have a normal perspective and get their heads down, work hard, realise what a football club means. The captain needs to set an example, right? Yeah, exactly. And he's absolutely not done that. So, but I just think the captaincy at Arsenal has been a, it's been, you know, it's not been a good thing to, to have to your name because the last three captains, something dramatic has happened. Obviously like Granite Xhaka, uh, he like abused the fans, walked off the pitch. <laughs> he was, he was stripped of the captaincy. Verbally. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. specify that because it's like in this era it's been yes. important to like verbally abused it will never not verbally be abused yeah verbally abused um, and the previous captain Lauren Koscielny refused to go on the pre-season tour and uh, and and he left and he was the captain at the time so mm. it's not been a been a fun gig so I wonder who they're going to give it to next I hope it's not like one of these young players that um, have not already been at the club for a long time, like Aaron Ramsdale, because even though he yeah. probably is captain material, it's a lot of pressure to put on someone that young. Yeah, Alan Hutton reckons Kieran Tierney. Yeah, I I think Kieran Tierney, but the problem is he's never in the team. Like he's always got an injury, so depends whether you want it to be like a a sort of you know role that someone takes within the club, or whether it's like directly on the pitch to to play every game. Like Jordan Henderson doesn't mm. play every game for Liverpool, but he's been a great captain. So. Mm. Hannah, do you think like it's the captain that it's actually an important role in modern football? 
Yeah, of course. Like, it, well, when you say modern football, I'm, I was going to say traditionally, but I think in modern football, it's it's not as I don't think it's as such a, a prestigious role anymore. Mm. Um, and like you say, you might have a, a captain, and if they're not playing, ideally, you'd want the captain to be playing every single match, wouldn't you? Yeah. And have that dominance on the pitch. But I don't think you see that anymore, and especially like with so much rotation in modern day football um, and, and changes of formations, I do think that, that a lot of the captains aren't playing every match, and I do think it makes a difference. But he's such a big role because I remember Troy Deeney a couple of years ago. I think he was he was injured for like five or six months, but he was at every game and he was in the dressing room before and after the games for Watford because it's like you need somebody, you need that leader just to be around the club. And I think of kind of the great captains. I mean, to be fair, a couple of them are Arsenal: Tony Adams, Patrick Vieira, um, Roy Keane. David Beckham is my favourite ever captain because I loved that kind of that sort of David Beckham. Well, no, but just that quiet. He was quiet at England, right? But then he. He just led by example, covered more yards than everybody else, yeah. worked so hard, conducted himself like a total gentleman, from what we understand. <laughs> and I don't know, I just kind of thought like, that's what a captain should be. And I wonder if that's lost in modern football. And I always thought with Aubameyang, like, I never really saw anything about him that to me suggested that man looks like a captain. He was just our best player, I think, at, yeah. at the time. And he was banging in all the goals. And obviously, like, the fans absolutely loved him. I don't think they love him anymore, a lot of them, because of his discipline, but also because he's gone off the ball. I think in football, if you're playing well and you're winning, you can get away with, with a lot of things. But as soon as, you know, you start to drop that form and as soon as the team starts to lose, questions are asked and, and the microscope is, is, is on you. So, yeah, difficult for Aubameyang, but it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. And you've got to lead by example, haven't you? Yeah. And if you like, you don't get disciplinaries for as a captain. You just abide by the club's rules and you set an example. You're you meant to enforce the, the club's rules, right? Yeah, isn't, isn't that yeah. your role? Like you're meant to sort of like show that to everyone else. Although didn't Tony Adams get drunk and drive into someone's front room? <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's oh. different era. Yeah, that was that was very much boys will be boys. So <laughs> Tony, stop it. Also on a Christmas theme, didn't Mikael Antonio drive into someone's front room dressed as a snowman? He was, this a couple of years ago. Yeah, right? he, he did, did, didn't he? he? Did, yeah, yeah, so yeah. he was like on Instagram dressed as a snowman, like live streaming, like the weather outside, <laughs> front, lost control of his car and ended up in some woman's front garden. That's so bad. <laughs> I, think, I think everyone was okay. So we can laugh about that. Now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fine. <laughs> Nothing happened. Yeah, they still miss the dog. But. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was going to talk about Leeds losing to Chelsea. But they got smashed 7-0 last night. Yeah. Humbled. Marcello Bielsa said he could find nothing to take as a positive from that route. Um, you thought it was hilarious, Mike. Get him out of the Premier League, you said. Is Bielsa done? <laughs> <laughs> right. Can I just say, it's, it's like, it's a Christmas special. It's the 30th episode. We're celebrating. Is it? We're having, it is. is. That 30th episode, it is. I know. It feels like longer, doesn't it? Um, and we're celebrating kind of like a, our first year. So we're in a proper studio. Mike's got a sound effects board. Yeah. So expect lots you of shouldn't have, You shouldn't have let me have this, mate. Because it, it's been so long because we've been in lockdown and I don't really work in, in radio that much. Well, no one will hire us. So. <laughs> yeah. right, um, even even Joe hired me to be a producer and he's kicked me off <laughs> being producing roles. So no, you got yeah, the desk. It's, it's been a long... Yeah, I have. And this is like all I'll have. So I'm going to I'm gonna savour it and I'm going to play every single sound effect that we have on this board yeah. today at some point, even if it doesn't fit. Well, it's all about production values and I feel that's really what we bring. Um, Hannah, Leeds got battered 7-0 last night. Obviously, you're a United fan. United fan. <laughs> Use the English language. Um, there's obviously kind of like a lot of antagonism between United and Leeds. But do you think they're in trouble? 
I've, well, I just think other teams know how to play against Leeds now. I don't think they've kind of got the same work ethic that they had last season. Um, I do I, just because I'm a United fan doesn't mean that uh, I, I say that I hate Leeds. Um, but dirty yeah, Leeds, yeah, dirty Leeds, dirty Leeds. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I'm. I don't really have anything to comment on that. I'm going to sit on the fence as people. <laughs> All right. I don't oh, have anything yeah, to comment <laughs> on. a comedy podcast, I actually don't have anything to comment on that, Joe. So, um, no, I just, I genuinely Politician think- Hannah is out again. I do. I, no, Ollie's I think- gone, Hannah, you know, you can sort of, you can relax. He's gone. I think that, no, I think Leeds um, last season, towards the end of the season, they were like coming into their own, but I think they're a bit predictable. And I think that's been a challenge for them because like I say, other teams know how to play against them now. Mm. I think Hannah's absolutely right in terms of predictability because he's too gung-ho, isn't he, Bielsa? Yeah. He will yeah. never, he will kind of never back down. And I know Pep's like one of his disciples, but Pep kind of said last night, like they push five people up on you. So there's loads of space yeah. for our fullbacks. Yeah. And it's like, Pep Guardiola is obviously a genius, but he didn't really have to be because it's just like, well, you're giving the yeah. best, well, yeah. probably the most talented team in the league all the space in the world, of course you're going to get an island. Yeah, yeah, and I think um, it's a different kettle of fish, but um, remember Chris Wilder's Sheffield United, they had some success in in their first season because they played like these overlapping centre-backs and all that nonsense people were going crazy about. Mm. Um, and then in the second season, they got found out, and I think that's what's happening to Leeds, and Marcelo Biosa won't change his approach. Yeah. So it looks like they're going to go down, and I'm not sad about it. It would be a shame to lose his translator, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> Because I know he's like, I oh, see how about that the Donia Stella Biblioteca. He's like, Yeah, so basically like what he's saying is like <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's a bit of a robot, isn't he? I love yeah, him, yeah, he's, he's great. He's such a legend. Do you reckon, do you reckon he's like mates with, with Marcelo, like but behind the scenes, like do you reckon they go for beers, or he's just like as soon as they're out of that interview room, he like <laughs> doesn't look at him again. It looks like he's selling his <laughs> <laughs> he's like Leeds lost to Chelsea though at mm. the weekend. Something we all love to see uh, on the football pitch, Hannah. There was a big fight at the end. Love a fight. It's the best. I, when Martin Tyler goes, nobody likes to see that. No, you don't, you ponce. I love it. I love yeah, it when Martin there's a big Tyler, scrap. Um, oh, sorry. I think it was about Martin Keown. But Martin Keown <laughs> was talking about that as well um, and on, on Match of the Day. Yeah, and so. he was he was talking about Antonio Rudiger and he was saying Antonio Rudiger can sometimes well, first of all, he praised him for being aggressive. And then when he like when the fight was being shown on Match of the Day, he was like, oh, actually, he's a bit too aggressive. He's like, sorry, Martin Keown was the most aggressive player, probably like one of the most aggressive players in the Premier League era. Like, do you remember what he did to Ruud van Nistelrooy? Karate chopped him on the back of the head. He it like jumped up in the air. Unbelievable. So the fact that he can talk that nonsense about um, about Rudiger is mad. It was pretty, because Gary Lineker did say, he was like, yeah, obviously you'd never do that, would yeah. you? It's like, come on, Martin. You were yeah. so much worse than him. So aggressive. Yeah, absolutely. So what's weird about Martin Keown is he's actually... He's really quite nice and gentle and well spoken. Yeah, he is. But he, he's got a different side to him though, like on, on the pitch. Like it's just like the animal comes out, isn't it? Well, he's like one of those guys that I think like he may, he could be like your girlfriend's dad. It's like, oh Martin's really nice, isn't he? Yeah, and then yeah. someone pushed in front of him at the pub and he's like, We do <laughs> <laughs> like, if you do that again, I'm gonna cut you. It is Christmas. Hannah, should we open the fizz? Yeah. Is it my responsibility to do this? Yeah. Can I, shall I do it? Yeah, you yeah, you Yeah, do. yeah. So oh, this um, is quite loud. Sorry, oh. listeners. I want to oh, get. In, be careful. Put your oh. hand over the top of it, just in case it. I oh, know. Just got to get this silver. Bit don't, yeah. don't put it on the table, Joe. Just in case. No, I just want to. I want to get this sound look on at, air. Look at the anticipation. Oh, it's going to be this. loud. Well, let's see if we can get this. Oh, that was a crackle as well. I've, I got the crackle. Oh, nice. Physically turned on. Um, <laughs> thank God I'm sat on the opposite <laughs> side of the yeah. table. Still a little bit of Bucks fizz. Cheers. Merry Christmas. That means you have 
sex for seven years if you don't look at somebody in the eye when you do the clean. Oh, really? I must have done it a couple of times then. (laughs) 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 Sorry, girls. Um, (laughs) Right. Uh, This is probably quite a good chance to to bring back a regular item. Um, We normally do it something that, uh, that kind of you enjoy every week. It's time for things that make you go... Like it's disgusting. I had to bring that down. That was awful. Oh, stiff as a banister. Um, (laughs) Let's wait. Can can we just clear up that, like Hannah, you'll agree with me on this? But when it's over Zoom or Zencaster, like it's bearable because we're not right next to him. But when it's when he's like directly opposite us or next to us, it is so much more uncomfortable, Joe. Just just letting you know, you genuinely don't care. Yeah, it's it like. You, you're proud to hear that sound. What was really good is I sort of thought, oh, I'm going to be a bit nervous doing it in front of them. And I closed my eyes and I felt like I was on my own. It is really nice. It's like, it gives me, you know, like that um, ASMR that people listen to. Yeah. And it like relaxes. It felt like that. I felt like I was doing ASMR on myself. It's like, stuff, no, it's not that. Well, no, it? it's like having your hair cut. Like, ch- 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 it's quite nice, isn't it? Or someone being like, oh, hello. You, you're a good boy. You've been a good boy, Mikey. Hello. <laughs> really uncomfortable yeah you know there's a camera in here Joe. just to remind <laughs> you two. there's two <laughs> hannah's giant phone is filming us as well um <laughs> surprised there's not people behind it watching it's like in a screen uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but but mike what has made you go mm, this season um for this me season or this week no, this season because it's Christmas season. special. We couldn't okay, do it so sorry, far. Sorry. Look, she's so <laughs> for me, wasn't she? No, Actually, not. I think you found it this week, mate. So. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great accent, by the way. That's exactly what Hannah sounds like. Literally, Peter <laughs> K. <laughs> uh, things that made me go. Mm, um, <laughs> Mo, Mo Salah's goal against Man City, I think. Yeah, I mean that that was just different gravy, wasn't it? The way he just like spun about three or four play, and like this is against one of the best teams in the world. It's not playing against Burnley or Spurs or anything. Like this mm. is the, this is the highest level. Um, it was just it was just. Ridiculous. I'd always yeah. let that slip. Yeah. Well, t- to be fair, when I keep going back to this, but when Arsenal play Spurs, I think that's the easiest game we've had all season. I'm not even joking about that. So you, it's, it's just truth, mate. Sorry, it hurts. Hannah, what's made you go? Like what's made me go? Mm, this <laughs> mm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the point where I was the most excited this season um, for as a United fan, which I say was Ronaldo coming into the oh, team. That's a good one. That's a really good. Um, one. For me, that's made me very excited. Not because it's Ronaldo, because he's Ronaldo, but just the impact he's made on the team and um, kind of defying what people have kind of said. Oh, is it a mistake to sign him? It wasn't a mistake because he's consistently scoring goals for us, and we saw that. Can you um, give us a little rendition of his celebration, Hannah? Because I've seen some people murder it on TikTok. There's there's this girl, like an American girl, and like everyone was commented see in in her comments and she tried to do it and it was awful. What does he do? He just jumps up in the air, doesn't he? Yeah, and he screams. Yeah. That, 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 can you do it? I don't know. No. What does I he do? Practice. He goes, see. Oh, I didn't know there was any audio to it. I yeah, thought it was very much a visual display. Does he? Have you guys missed the boat on Hannah, you know about it. Because they, they, they sing it, they scream at Old Trafford after he scores. Yeah, but I yeah. So I, I, that that was entirely lost on me. You know, you know when he won the Ballon d'Or. I, I can't remember whether it was the fourth or fifth time, but he just screamed, and it, that that's basically what he does when he scores, and it's become like a trend. No wonder he's got like ten kids. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what you mean as he finishes? Yeah. See you in court. <laughs> oh, God. Take that bit out. Yeah. <laughs> get in trouble for that. Uh, that's the second person I've libelled today. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm going to say Antonio Conte joining Spurs. The beginning... <laughs> Is that the only appropriate one? <laughs> this, um, because I, I said a few weeks ago that it's kind of like you you have these seminal moments in football and in sport in general and it's just it felt like a real transitional moment not just for english football for european football as something new began and i can see that it's going to be like that kind of great Bayern munich team with gerd muller it's like the um milan team under Arrigo saki at the end of the 1980s it's like ronaldo coming back in the 2002 world cup antonio conte joining tottenham is a transitional moment for, for football wouldn't you agree hannah well, I'm not really bothered about Spurs. So <laughs> Good, there I we don't go. I really, really care. I I'm think you could tell from the expression on my face. Is that, is that section over now? I'm going to throw you one thing, though. Something that made me go, yeah. mm, this week, Mike. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arsenal's second goal against Southampton. First goal. First goal. The yeah, triangles. Yeah, yeah. The ding, yeah. ding. It was, Unbelievable. Like, it was like a Sabutio goal. Yeah, it was un- it's, that is liquid football, isn't it? Yeah. Like, Johan Cruyff will be proud of that goal. It was, I'm not going to lie, that was very sexy. I mean, yeah. also Southampton, it's like, question marks over the positioning because if people just triangles it round triangles it is that a verb I don't know but like round you then I think it's kind of leaves something to be desired but that was very it's very the, sexy it's, it's the one touch and like I think at that moment in the game like Arsenal were really struggling to put anything together like Ramazel was going mental because he kept getting um, passes to him that were too short or were pushing him wide and that was one of the instances but he just like hit it and it was just one touch for like ping 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 and then like Lacazette finally scored, so yeah, it was it was great. The thing is, we do score one like that every season, but it's a it's a rare occurrence. Well, do you know what? No, I think like obviously we talked about it before with Mikel Arteta, and you've been upsetting Arsenal fans on Twitter. But he because, is because of your hair, yeah. not because of what you said. Well, yeah, personality and hair, but he's actually doing a good job, <laughs> Mikel Arteta. And he's obviously got that old guard that he's trying to move on is and bring he, through is young he players. Because I I, sh- oh, I struggle yeah. I struggle to look at it because like obviously I'm a massive Arsenal. You're fan, too close. Yeah, it's it's hard to get like an overall assessment. Like, do you think he's actually doing a good job, Hannah? Do you think he is, or you're not sure? I'm not sure. I think well, he's rebuilding, isn't he? And it's like, yeah. there is, there's a lot of, it's a very transitional period. And I think he's brought in a huge amount of young players. And obviously I said to you at the start of the season, I was taking the mickey out of you about, I'd never heard of any of the players, but he's actually, he's done really well. Yeah, the, and th- those players have all been good, Joe, they've, by the way. They've been really good. He's got the best yeah. record after 50 games of an Arsenal manager, apart from George Graham. So that's including Arsene yeah. Wenger. I but do, after that, we did lose like three games, but whatever. The thing is, if it's, if it's this time next year and you're still like, your results are still massively up and down, then there's question marks. Yeah. But I do feel like right now he's kind of playing with half a team and the other half are destined yeah. for the door. I think I think the way that I look at it right now is if he fails to improve on the last two seasons where we finished eighth in both seasons, missed out on, on Europe. I think if he doesn't get us back into Europe, there'll be serious questions asked. And then if there is a top coach available, they'll have to go for him. I don't think they will because I think they're invested in him. Um, and he, he's invested in the team. But I think, to be honest, like the Aubameyang thing, that is quite a big show of faith because I think he would have had to get back in to do that from from like the higher powers. So they obviously trust in him more than they trust in... Yeah, not God. God. <laughs> oh, God, Joe. <laughs> from the higher powers of the football club. Yes, Mikhail is doing a good job. That's God, by the way. <laughs> But yeah, they've got, they've got his back in, I think. so. We're talking about captains. Bakayo Saka has assisted 22 goals in all competitions for Arsenal since the start of 2019. Four more than any other player at the club. Captain? The little chilli. No, yeah, no. As I, as I said, like, no, I don't. I don't want to put that. That kind of, well, not me. I'm not making any again. You and God. <laughs> yeah. <that's the> board. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I. I personally wouldn't want to see that sort of pressure put on a youngster because I. I just don't think 
that it's necessary and I don't really think he's a sort of leadership type anyway. I'm like a traditionalist in the sense that I want my captains to be the goalkeepers or or defenders, maybe defensive midfielders because they see the game and they sort of have like the most tactical awareness, I think. Strikers, like what tactical awareness do they have really? Like when to run in behind, when to, like what technique to shoot the ball with? I don't think there's really much to it. And it comes down to experience as well, isn't it? You don't want a young player as in that sort of captaincy role. You need someone that's had experience exposure to loads of different situations and had a lot, a lot of experience so I think a young player coming in can you could uh, somebody that's quite young but have a, a that level of authority on a pitch the only, the only guy I think could do it in that sort of age bracket is a bit older but is probably Rashford and I yeah. think that would probably upset a lot of United fans because they're not happy with him at the moment but I just think in terms of the stuff he does off the pitch as well he's such yeah. a well respected guy and he's gone through the academy at the club yeah as well, exactly so. I think he would like embody a lot of and I would definitely would have given it to him over Harry Maguire because I don't mm. think Maguire's a great player I don't I do, really I like I feel it. sorry for Harry Maguire though and he said a few weeks ago didn't he like listen I know people don't like me but at the same time like if if I'm going to be asked to play week on week then I'll play I'm only as good as I am like I'm trying my best (laughs) he's just a fridge though isn't he well have you seen what Raphael van der Vaart's been saying about him what's a fridge he's a fridge he's just wide (laughs) a big thing that he keeps and can't move I've never heard anybody a human being being called a fridge before well Papa Booba Diop was the wardrobe wasn't he yeah so similar dimension he's not similar dimension Papa Booba Diop was he's a lot bigger oh he's a big boy he was a Mm. big boy so not because he's cold or anything you just think he's just big (laughs) he's got just clarify this whole fridge Thing. Yeah, he's got peas in his drawers. <laughs> um, Manchester United. So yeah. Cristiano Ronaldo has ruined Manchester United, as we know. No player has scored more winning goals in the Premier League this season than Cristiano Ronaldo. Um, and only Jamie Vardy's goals have been worth more points for his side. Mm-hmm. Is Ronaldo, like, how many league positions is he worth to you right now? Well, we, when you say, um, well, you're going to you're going to start a bit slag off of Ronaldo. Here. No, I'm, uh, that was me being ironic, but I didn't deliver it very well. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's done. He's done very well. He's he's serving his purpose at United while we rebuild and while we go through our transition period. Um, so he's yeah, he's serving a, serving a very good purpose, and he's coming on and he's impacting games, and that's what we want him for. But remembering his age we need the up-and-coming players to be stepping up and remembering that up-and-coming players or players already at Manchester United are not Ronaldo and I think when he first came the expectation was that players would be like I'm going to train harder um, I'm going to work my work ethic is going to be similar to Ronaldo and I think a lot of players thought just because Ronaldo was there that they're on par with him and I think we had a bit of a difficult transition period when he first came to the team um, but with new, the, the new manager and stuff I'm hoping that, that that's going to iron itself out and like I say, it's a transition period, isn't it? But, but he's what a, better role model have you got than Ronaldo? Well, also, he's he's not just about training hard. He's about training smart. Yeah. Um, there's a Gary Neville story that he was talking about Cristiano Ronaldo when he first came to United in 2005 or whatever it was. And um, they were saying, so I can't remember who the, I think it's Mike Phelan or whatever was the coach out there then. And was like, right, boys, sprints, sprints. we got like five more sprints to do. And Ronaldo was jogging. And uh, Gary Neville was just like, what are you doing? And he literally just turned to him and just went, too much water kills the plant. So like yeah. he knew how to use his body like and it's spare like, him, spare himself almost. Yeah, because it's this British thing like run yourself into the ground. It's like no, yeah. you got to play on Saturday, dickhead. So like, you can't the, be knackered. The, the other thing to that is is I don't think Ronaldo should be playing every game because that is, 
basically summarises what he said back then mm. and that he's getting older. The last mm. thing that Manchester United right now can afford to happen is for Ronaldo to get injured or for him to be out for three or four months because that'll massively impact He, he just doesn't get team. injured though, does he? Like, I don't know what oh he God, does what? behind Don't jinx behind him, Mike. No, but what, he just doesn't. He's himself now. He's just like, I think probably what he's done throughout his whole career is, you know, get to that stage with his fitness and do all these mm. techniques that he does and, as you said, like spare himself as well to get to the stage where he can play every game because... Like look what happened when Oli benched him against Everton. Mm. Like it was it was outrage yeah. and it created like a, probably a much bigger problem than than they needed to be. So as long as he's like says that he's okay and he's like performing, I just don't think there's any reason to sort of leave him out. But he's thirty six. Yeah. So it's like yeah, but, but he's he, not really. Ronaldo's thirty six is like someone else is twenty one. Like he, he is just that much of a beast. Yeah. It's like I'm thirty four, but I'm. 58 yeah. <laughs> like, really. I'm yeah. 95 <laughs> yeah literally this could be the Joe Forrester memorial special uh, <laughs> the way things are going um, two clean sheets in a row though are yeah. you quietly confident with Ralph Ranick? Um, I think yeah I think so um, you've got to be haven't you for your, your club your team you've got to be positive but I think there's a lot of work to go watching the performance um at the weekend, it was pretty shocking, to be honest. It just looked tired. Maybe that's because the new manager's come in and we've been training slightly different way of training, training a bit harder. I don't know, but it was pretty shocking performance. So there's a, a lot of work for him to... Ahead of him. So are you laughing because I've just got like a cork? I mean, I don't, I don't know what you're doing with that cork. Oh, yeah. sorry, that was me like listening. But oh, right. <laughs> like, well, he can't. He, he can't touch his boobs now because he's in. Well, front actually, of well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like me when I'm feeding. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Carry on. Um, but yeah, obviously made quite. Put you off then, didn't I, Jay? You did really put yeah. me off. Yeah, made quite because I looked at Matt's face and he's like. <laughs> um, <laughs> made quite heavy weather of of beating Norwich though but like all the kind of sounds coming out of Manchester United are that he's going to revolutionise the club do you kind of think now because I know you were well depending on what sort of mood you're in you're a big Ollie defender yeah do you think that now you kind of realise that you potentially have a better manager for the job yeah I think so we've got more ex- <laughs> I think so yeah we've got more experience and I just I don't like the fact that you, we don't know the guaranteed future so I don't like the thought of a manager coming in for six months or mm. a year or two years with a view that players can get complacent and they can think well if that manager doesn't really like me that much and I've signed a contract I'll still be here they may just not deliver as much as they would do if they had a committed manager that they knew the the man, uh, the uh, man, uh, owners of the club sorry were going to keep in for like we want that manager for 10 years uh, it's not I don't like that transition um yeah it's a bit it's a bit weird not knowing kind of what manager yeah. you're gonna have at the end of the year I, I do think that Ranić will get moved upstairs and kind of be in charge of reorganising the club. Um, speaking of reorganising a club, yeah. Steven Gerrard, the like secretly the best manager in the world. He's only lost two games since he's been at Villa. That's to City and Liverpool. I thought he was pretty unlucky against Liverpool. They defended the whole game. They should have had a penalty. I really, it's beyond me why they didn't have a penalty when Danny Ings got fouled in the box. Um, he's done really well, hasn't he, Mike? Yeah, by the way, just to say there's some shocking penalty decisions last weekend. It's like, been mad. Man City's penalty uh for um, was it Bernardo Silva yeah, yeah. Into, into play and it was handball but it, it never ever was yeah. so it's, it's disgraceful um, but yeah Gerard, I think he I don't really know how like he comes across he's very like straight laced he's like straight shooter isn't he I don't really know what to make of him so far but like judging by his managerial record you can't question him can you I can't get past the fact still that it's Steven Gerrard yeah, yeah like, I'm still like just stop it just go on and like yeah. run the length of the pitch and smash one in the top corner it's still but he's he's a different manager to the sort of player he was 
because it's yeah. the team are really well organised. Mm-hmm. I think there's only two occasions in his whole time in Scotland where they won a game by more than two goals. They're really defensively well organised. I think he's doing a really great stat, Joe. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think he's doing a really, really good job. I he doesn't. He doesn't have the aura. Like he's got like a superior aura to like Frank Lampard. Like you're talking about two of the best like midfielders in 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 history like of the game and. Um, Frank Lampard just sort of seemed like he didn't really know what he was doing. Is is that just because he was at Chelsea with like a whole load of players and like he was sort of just seen as someone to get them by? Maybe he would have been better like taking a smaller job first and then because I like Lampard now. Gerald's obviously gone, started with Rangers, which was a good stepping stone. Then he's at Villa, like probably going to go to Liverpool after. I feel like that's a much better like step to take rather than Lampard going from Derby missing out on getting promotion and then straight to Chelsea yeah. he sort of screwed himself a little bit isn't he do you know what I think like Lampard is a bit more happy-go-lucky seems like a probably a guy that'd be easier to get on with Stephen Gerrard's pretty intense yeah he's yeah. and like scary isn't he serious guy and Peter, there's a really good thing in Peter Crouch's autobiography where he talks about um when you first go to Liverpool and your first training session is Stephen Gerrard just wallops the ball at you as hard as he can and all you've got to do is control it and if you can't control the ball he'd just be like you're not good enough and I mean that's weird because that's a pretty <laughs> Liverpool team as well it's like well, how did Jimmy Traore get through that test <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean um, but I think he's kind of yeah he's got that aura of yeah he does of respect um, yeah Hannah are you kind of used to Gerard as a manager with his little with his little burgundy and blue tie it's a bit but weird isn't it every time we say Steve Gerard, you know the, the chant Steve Gerard, Gerard, he's big and he's you know, <laughs> that, was, that was two different ones. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah, he slipped yeah. on it. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Couldn't you, say it swearing, though. Do you remember um, uh, do you remember Peter Crouch? He's big. He's red. His feet stick out the bed. <laughs> That's nice, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> I, I love chance. Uh, yeah, but Steve, uh, Steve Gerard, Gerard. Um, he's he's definitely got an aura about him. Um, I wouldn't want to get on the wrong side of him. Frank Lampard would probably take my chances, but yeah. Steve Gerrard. You get on. You happen to get on the wrong side of Frank. <laughs> not for me. Oh, is he not? Not for me. Nah. Not my type. No. No. Who? No. What? What is your? What? What is your type? What are we talking? Um, so probably something really gangly and long. Something really gangly. What a <laughs> human With being. A pulse. Out of the because we, we we did it in the Euros, didn't we? We sort of said like the the sexiest manager at the Euros. I think we came up with Roberto Mancini. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, did, what yeah. would you say for the Premier League? It's got to be oh, Sean Dyche. I've surely. got that got, voice. Listen, yeah. It is Sean Can you imagine? Dyche for me all the way. Can you imagine him whispering into your ear, sweet oh, nothing? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> there we go, yeah. yeah. Dinner will be ready in five. Come on, love. <laughs> because it is a Christmas yeah. special, so it's time for a very special moment. It's Sean Dyche's Poetry Grotto. Poetry Grotto. Right, I haven't, I haven't practised this. I've got two poems, actually. Well, no, you wrote it in the studio, so <laughs> let's see how it goes. T'was a night before Christmas for the Clarence the Blue. Another relegation battle, but that's nothing new. Not a striker scoring. What am I to do? Sign Pep to manage and come celebrate with you. That's really <laughs> <laughs> well, don't say that. He's come all the way here from Burnley. The fans liked it. I, I, did, I, nice. did, I didn't practice that. I'm sorry. That was really. That was probably my worst one. I actually think that's one of your best. Thanks. Yeah. Because sometimes, because sometimes, and you get really defensive. Sometimes they don't really rhyme. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you know, my husband wrote that. Because what is good is sometimes it's every other line. Yeah, sometimes it's, it's every just, third. Uh, it's just like you, you two are always like that. 
But it, it's like it's like A B C yeah. D, not A B A B. But also, it's like you've suddenly you're halfway through and you realise oh, I haven't rhymed a word in a bit. So oh, you do it yeah. instead of going back and correcting. You just like, oh, I just sorry, I just put. Yeah, but it. obviously, it's great. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it, like to caveat, it, it was great. Um, right, it is Christmas. And I've got a surprise for both of you. Oh no! Okay, so I'm not doing a football quiz against I, Mike. I've got I've got some presents. Okay, well, we're we supposed to do presents. So you didn't tell us about this. <laughs> this is for Hannah. Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> With a penis. Is on it? it uh, and this is. I think the, I think I know what this is. Is it like an outfit for me to wear later? No, and this this is because you two. One of the great the great tropes of this show has been um, your kind of blossoming bromance your BFFs, you two have kind of really, really joined together and your love has blossomed and sort of, uh, uh, to, to my, my detriment, I must say. So I've got you kind of presents to celebrate that. So Are they, are they matching? Should you do it? There you go. So op- open it up, Mike. I love the wrapping paper, by the way. Oh, that's just yeah. a card for later <laughs> for our game in the pub. <laughs> Same bad people. <laughs> okay. So yeah, the wrapping paper, it's not very Christmassy. It's got unicorns on it. Oh, I absolutely knew it. Oh my God. So, oh my God. This is why you wanted a photo. <laughs> oh, lo- <laughs> <laughs> I've got an East infection. <laughs> oh my god! Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna wear that. Can I wear that in the restaurant later? Of course or? you can, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it a sort of posh place or? Will they- it is quite posh, but I'm yeah, sure right. we'll, we'll they'll find other reasons to throw us out. Do you know what? I got you absolute. Good. So yeah. So there we go. (laughs) That's it. Yeah. Merry Christmas, guys. Anyway, that's that's just what I wanted to say. Um, Should we talk about the Champions League draw? So UEFA have said in a statement. So Champions League had to do a redraw this week. UEFA have said in a statement following a technical problem with the software of an external service provider that instructs the officials as to which teams are eligible to play each other. A material error occurred in the draw for the UEFA Champions League round of 16. As a result of this, the draw has been declared void and will be entirely redone. That's about as clear as mud, isn't it, Mike? So what happened? They yeah. basically put United in the wrong pot. Is that what happened? Yeah, I think essentially they they made it so that they could only uh, draw the team that they drew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I don't know. It basically means you can't, you can't play a team from the same country, and you can't play a team who's been in your group. Yeah. That's essentially what happened. Now, yeah. to me, it seems like if we're able to organise podcast they could surely organize a draw but we couldn't organize the instagram live well we couldn't do it (laughs) that's something for them to look forward to next christmas (laughs) isn't it so not everything will go right but everyone was kind of saying that it was a fix and stuff like that do you think it was incompetence well probably yeah it must be it's uefa isn't it right yeah I don't. I don't even know if it's an easier draw though i feel like maybe it's a harder draw yeah because psg like they they obviously not have superstars, but as a team, like, let's go better. So I, I think United are out either way. So oh. wh- whatever way you look at it, but yeah, like this is this is like UEFA showpiece. Like this is the this is their money maker, um, and for a sort of organisation that doesn't get the best press anyway, like you think at least get this right, like drawing balls out of out of pots. Well, do you know what? Right, it's kind of one of those things. You think, have we just checked that everybody's in the right pot? Why would you not check that yeah. before yeah. it goes live on television around the world? Bucks fizz. And, and why is there why, why is there no one in their ear as well? I think was it Andre Arshavin drawing a, drawing yeah, the balls? Also, why is no one telling him like mad choice, this? mad choice to present it? Andre Arshavin, that is yeah. you are right at the end of footballers who've said yes. Yeah, because he point. was he was in one of our prior episodes, Joe, wasn't he? He uh, was, yeah, 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 because he's a fashion designer apparently. So I'm just giving Mike some more bucks fizz. But we know what it's like working in TV, though, don't we? And we're like yeah, working totally. on live shows yeah. and stuff where people <laughs> people are genuinely quite incompetent in roles that you would 
expect people to Ooh, be able to name do some job. names, Hannah East. Oh, I can't say anything. But when I've been in previous jobs where people, you know, like, you know yourself when you're presenting and people give you a running order, like, 10 minutes before you start. Been scenarios where I'm, I'm sat about to go live on a TV show and I haven't actually read through what's going to come up on the auto queue. And you're relying on the producer to have got it right and the person that's on typing things onto the auto queue in do the you, first place. Do you control the speed of it? Do you have that or is that someone else? Uh, uh, depends. Sometimes at United, I used to have a foot pedal. I hate that because my feet are too heavy. So, so I just whiz through it. Especially when you're in stilettos. I'm yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, exactly, Joe. Um, um, but yeah, um, like the gig I did last week with the auto queue, somebody controlled it. Yeah. Um, but the girl um, couldn't speak any English that was controlling <laughs> it, which really concerned me because when we started off, they were like, um, she's just going to follow as you go. And I was like, but how's she going to know? Because she can't speak English and it's in English. <laughs> so uh, there's a, a few points where I was like doing that with my hand like that yeah. in vision. Cause she just Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Because she wasn't moving it quick enough. And then you look like you're going, and then yeah. what we do. Well, the thing is, the presenter looks like <laughs> when that sort of stuff happens. And it's not Speak your fault. for yourself. I did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Hannah's actually good at her job, to be fair. I'm actually really not. So I um, I did a thing for, for Capital FM. It was like help a something or other child. It's for their charity. So it was during London Fashion Week. And I was pre- like presenting this big raffle for, for Capital FM. And like, I was like, oh, how does the raffle work? And that was really easy. Just pull the tickets out of the bucket. You'll be absolutely fine. When I came to do that, none of the tickets matched what people had. So I was like, number 52. Nope. Number 33. (laughs) Number eight. Nope. Literally lobbing them over my shoulder like that. (laughs) About 500 people in Kensington roof guns, all drunk as well, like staring up at me. And then I turned to the side and I was looking at the floor manager who'd given me it. She was just crying. Because obviously it had gone wrong. And I was like, well, don't cry. Tell me what to do. So oh I, go, I was like, oh, look, um, somebody's won. We'll sort it out later. Yeah, it's all for the kids. <laughs> hey, do you know once, right? So I had to, I was presenting a beauty pageant. You know, have you heard of Miss England? Yes. So they were like my first presenting jobs um, to do live shows. And sometimes you'd have like 400 what, parents there, you know, where they think their, their daughters are like beautiful and stuff. And then... Um, all the girls had come on, like they hadn't eaten for about a week and they'd be like, oh my God, I love like world peace and animals. And it's like, yeah, okay. So what, what, you know, what, what's your hidden talent? And they're yeah. so nervous, like, oh, world peace yeah. and animals. Cause somebody's told them to say it. And it's like, no, but what do you enjoy to do? Like, um, what? And then they'd freeze. It's awful. And once um, the lady organizing it gave me, I was announcing who was coming third, who was coming second and who'd won. And she mixed the person that had won it and the person that came second. Oh no! So I announced she give she wrote it on the sheet for me. I announced who'd come second, and then she shouted me from the side of the stage. And I'm just like, I don't know why she shouted me. It was my second presenting job I'd ever done. And um, she was like, stop, stop, stop. And I was like, what? And she said, oh, take a break. Take, tell them to take a break. I was like, we've already had like four breaks anyway. The judges were taking ages. I went off the stage and she was like, that's the wrong name. And I was like, hold on. And then, you know, when you think, oh, I've done something, it must be me. I've done something wrong. And I was yeah. like, they I'm gave so you the wrong sorry. name. Yeah. I'm so oh. sorry. And then I looked at the sheet that she'd written on. She was like, no, I know I've missed, miss, um, counted the votes. So I was like, right. So the girl that came second had actually won it. But then oh, it was so awkward. So, so then you I, had to go back out. I had to go back on the stage 40 minutes later. And then say, listen, minutes. you know, there's um, been it. But then as a presenter, you look like you've made the mistake. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you're just like, you stop crying. You, however, you might end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're going to need a Kleenex, love, because actually. Yeah. That- but the girl that actually um, had come second, she yeah. obviously thought she'd won it because the girl that actually won it, um, I'd announced to come second, was like, oh, and like she was really disappointed. And then it's like, well, you've won and you think you've won, but you haven't. You actually came second. Oh. <laughs> so that, awkward. That happened in the Oscars, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. 
obviously similar scale to what to what Anna was yeah, doing. Yeah, totally, totally the same <laughs> scale for a comic beauty competition. Miss England, the Scarborough Regional <laughs> versus the Academy <laughs> Awards. Um, oh, an old friend of the show who came up on the show about 20 episodes ago, Ricky Puig, Ricky the Pig, was seen leaving uh, the new Camp this week after Bayern Munich, no, it was uh, Allianz Arena, after um, Bayern Munich beat Barcelona 3-0 again. And he was watching Money Heist on his iPad. So lots of Spanish football journalists went mental about this, said, after you get battered, you shouldn't be doing things like that. So I thought, what's the worst thing you've ever been caught watching, Mike? Can Hannah answer this one first? <laughs> I, need to, I need to think about whether my answer is uh, is suitable for the people that listen to this show. Okay. <laughs> Idiots. So, yeah. Or like my family. Nobody. <laughs> like yeah, my mum. My mum, yeah. And Joe's mum. Hannah, have you ever been caught watching anything? Anything no, better? but I've caught somebody. I did a, a house viewing and there's a boy in the, I had six oh, girls God. with me and there was a boy. We have to notify tenants to say we're going to come around and do a house viewing. So we told this group, this six bed house, had six girls with me. They were quite, you know, quite pretty and all done up and everything. I was like, right, we're just going to have a look upstairs. And I was like, oh, hi, it's Hannah from, and then say the name of my company. Walk upstairs, double knocked on his door, walked in. He is naked apart from his socks that were odd socks by the way on the floor right he had his hand underneath his like knee and he's just is that, is underneath that, his knee no but people do like the in-betweeners technique yeah i've heard that so it feels like someone else is touching it yeah you turn your hand to make it go numb well i've only i've only heard that from <laughs> in-betweeners i don't know where, you, where you've heard it, it from was, it was really it was Mm. It was weird. And so I was yeah. like, but then I stupidly, I was like, oh, because I didn't want the girls to see, but I didn't know if he was doing it because he knew that the girls were coming. No, or, uh, or definitely not. Just at 5.30 five, sure in the afternoon was just how <laughs> So I, um, I was like, <laughs> I said, what are you doing? Because <laughs> I thought I don't want the girls to see. And then he kind of looked at me and he was like two stone wet through. And I thought, I don't know what to D- do. Sorry, he didn't like scream and stop and go, I'm so sorry. No, he just he just carried on facing the laptop watching did you, porn. Did you see what he was watching? <laughs> I've started so finish. Yeah, <laughs> it was like I don't know what he expected. And then I said, "Well, finish what you're doing, and we'll come back in five minutes." Hello, that's so very I kind said, of you. That's what I said, and I was like, "We'll get the carpet professionally cleaned. You know, the bed in the bed will get professionally yeah. cleaned. Everything." But they were like, "Yeah, it's not for us. Didn't take the house." Well, I um on my thirtieth birthday, me and two friends had a um <laughs> we had a joint birthday party at a pub in Battersea. And when we went down there, we got there like an hour early so I could play my playlist and stuff. And I brought my iPad so I could like connect it to the Spotify, uh, connect it to their speakers and stuff. Oh, and they were just oh, like, God. they were like, okay, so you're connected to the speakers now. So I opened it up and just the last thing I'd been watching <laughs> <laughs> was an episode of <laughs> and it went on the speakers throughout the whole pub. And I was like, oh no, probably not that. It's just the uh, Dirty 30 birthday playlist. Oh, it's awful. Oh. <laughs> Guys, I have one final surprise for you. Okay, so it is a quiz. Don't worry, Hannah. I'm not going to make you do a football quiz against Mike the Brain Stavrou. But in honour of our esteemed producer, Mike, and of course, Santa Claus, it's time for a special beard-themed quiz. I'm going to give you a clue. You have to name the famous hairy-faced historical figure. There are three clues for each, and should neither of you get these incredibly easy questions right, no one will get the point. There are five to play for, and the winner gets to make the loser do a very special challenge oh, Christ. oh okay anxiety what, so, what sort of challenge are we not going to find out i thought it was stuff in mince pie in your mouth it's got something to do with mince pies Hannah. i can tell you that oh, oh. so there are five to play for okay you've got to buzz in whoever buzzes in first okay i'm just finding my 
gets to answer. If you answer incorrectly, though, then the other person gets a free hit. So, Hannah, what's your buzzer? There it is. (laughs) And Mike? Uh. Okay, (laughs) very good. Right. The first one. Yeah. Born in 1491. They get easier. They get easier. Don't worry. (sighs) God's sake, Joe. History quiz. Weighed 28 stone. Henry VIII. <laughs> Correct. It is Henry VIII. One point for oh Hannah Reese. No one is more surprised than Hannah. <laughs> that is the only person she knows from that period. <laughs> the only old fat person. It's <laughs> good. That's very good. That was a sign of wasn't it? 28 stone. Henry was big, wasn't he? They were trans- he doesn't look that big in the pictures. Well, they, he's a, well Hans Holbein uh, kind of painted him to make his waist look thin and his codpiece look big as a sign of masculinity. So, yep. <laughs> what, what a mate. There you go. Um, number two. Yep. The 16th. Pres- wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Yeah. Hannah didn't buzz in. So that, that makes yeah, you a void. And said it after. Did yeah. you? I said it again. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 100%. But also we trailed this as a live show and we couldn't work out the live. So things do go wrong. <laughs> so, so. I'm not happy about this. Number two. Yeah. The 16th president of the United States. Nixon. <laughs> Incorrect. Hannah. You now get to have a go. Oh, and that's not fair. We didn't. This wasn't in the rules. It was. You, you didn't say <laughs> it was, that you were locked it? out. No, you, no, no. You no. just got. You just got to hold it for one clue. All right. Oh God, I don't know. The, well, hang on. There's another okay, clue. Right, sorry, yeah. <laughs> get not, out. <laughs> the Gettysburg Address. Okay, Mike, you're allowed to join in. Do you know it? Third clue. Assassinated while at the theatre. <laughs> JFK. Incorrect. Oh, he wasn't at the theatre. The he? answer is. Do you guys know? It is Abraham Lincoln. Oh, yeah, he, was very, he was in the car. I knew that. Very good. So oh. no one gets the point for that one. Right. The third one. Yeah. Okay. I knew that. These aren't necessarily real people, by the way. They can be from fiction. Okay. Wait, did... I don't remember. Okay, I'm not going to Well, say the first that. two were real, but you no, didn't no, know no, them. No, no. <laughs> okay, number three. His favourite childhood pet was a spider. He drives a special motorbike... He kidnaps children from under the stairs. I'm lost. Anybody Anybody guess? I'll give Wait, you one. Go, go for it again. I'll give you one more clue. No, can you just go through the previous clues again? <laughs> well, there's no point. <laughs> yeah, give me another clue. Favourite childhood pet was a spider. Yeah. Drives a special motorbike. Yeah. Kidnaps children from under the stairs. I'll give you a couple more clues. Mm-hmm. Works at a school. Oh. You know, man who knows. He lives in a hut by the end of a creepy forest. <laughs> oh, this is wrong, but Hagrid? Yes! Oh, <laughs> Correct! Oh, 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 right, yeah. It was Rubius who's, Hagrid. Who's, who's he kidnapped? Harry Potter. Lives under the stairs at Privet Drive, doesn't he? But I mean, that was a little little joke because it takes him <laughs> willingly. Kidnapping? Kidnap that right. threw me off. Did he kidnap? All right. Congrats to me. Well, it's my oh. quiz, so yes, it did. Oh, I'm not doing very well now. Okay, the third one, fourth one, sorry. The local GP for Hyde Manchester. Oh, it's going to be a dodgy one, isn't it? <laughs> Played by James Bolam in a 2002 TV adaptation of his life. Oh, God, I don't know. Uh, not a doctor you would like to go and visit. 
Doctor Who. Harold Shipman. It is Harold Shipman. Very good. It is Harold Shipman. So twisted. So twisted. I couldn't think of more famous people with beards. Oh, sorry. Doctor okay. Who. And the, yeah, you said Doctor, Doctor Who. <laughs> I was like, and the final one, Hannah can draw it here. Based on a fourth century Greek Christian bishop of Myra in modern day oh, Turkey. Oh, Joe, for God's sake. According to Swiss folklore, has a creepy assistant called Schmutzli, who carries a twig broom to spank naughty children. So it's oh. not Medusa. I don't know. No, and you. Medusa. A woman with snakes for hair and no yeah. bit. Right, sorry, can you. Um, I, I've sorry. I've, I've, lost, I've lost the first bit. Can you just go back to the first clue again? You want to, okay, can yeah. you both? Based on a fourth century Greek Christian. Yeah. Bishop of Myra in modern Turkey. According to Swiss folklore, so I've, I've made this quite sort of florid I to, I don't really to know hide it. On. Yeah. Right. But just look, think about the okay. simple facts. Right, right, right. According to Swiss folklore, has a creepy assistant called Schmutzli who carries a twig broom to spank naughty children. Is it President Erdogan? <laughs> it's not. <laughs> Topical. There we go. You're both back in for, for clue number three. He only works one day a year, and it's coming up very soon. Santa Claus, oh, Christmas. Father Christmas. I I was first. No, I was. Guys, who do you think was first? VAR. Mike! <laughs> Sue! got a button to press you can hear it first but I was going well no, it no takes, you've got a it mouth it takes me longer <laughs> it takes me longer to press to, the button I had to inhale before I went like that <laughs> didn't have to there you go right so Mike wins oh, Mike wins 2-1 and Hannah what you're gonna do is put a whole mince pie in your mouth okay and, she'll be good at this and tell us something you're ashamed of <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a close up of this? Please? So I've got the mince pies Tell for you me here. I've got the mince pies for you here, Hannah. Could be anything's okay. happened recently, bad parenting, whatever. Yeah. I'm just gonna get these mince pies out for you. So um Sainsbury's deep filled. Vegan. <laughs> deep filled. Are they vegan? They are they're vegetarian. It really doesn't matter. Is that all right? Yeah. There's no it's not. So I just have to shove the whole thing and tell you. Put it something. in your mouth and tell us tell us a secret. Yeah, okay. so I'm just gonna get this out for you. Here comes the train. Thanks. If you want it back to your hands, I just have to put the whole thing in. Yeah, yeah, pop it in. <laughs> oh, f Right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is so embarrassing. Can I bite it first or not? So just see if it, see if it goes in. There it goes. Oh, oh. <laughs> it just got to the back of my throat. You can chew it up a bit, I think. There we go. <laughs> don't don't <laughs> gag on it. Do not gag on it. Hannah, you're right. Are you right? You got a mince pie in your mouth. Your eyes are streaming. She's got a wet nose as well. But. Do you want to? You can chew it up a bit more and then tell us something you're ashamed of. You got crumbs on your lap. <laughs> uh. You tell us something you're ashamed of, yeah. This does not count. <laughs> what was that? Oh, this, sorry. The girl was too stunned to speak. Sorry, Hannah. You can you can eat it if you like, because I don't I, think, I don't want to kill you during the show. Should we go first? Mm -hmm. Okay. I was thinking about this in the way here, and um, I <laughs> I once. 
towel and I took the <laughs> mic. Did you? Yeah. I was on I was on the way back from Budapest and I'd had quite a frustrating weekend and I was like hungover and I just I just wanted to relax. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay. <laughs> so I was going to say I ate my son's advent chocolate yesterday. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Did he You're ask mummy where it is? Yeah. Where is it? I said the elves ate it because he was naughty. Oh, Hannah, that's bad. Did you, did you eat it because he was naughty or you ate it because you felt like it and then he was naughty and you he wasn't had naughty. an excuse? I just wanted to eat <gasps> it. Oh, my Don't God. Don't you look at me like that, the you f- on an aeroplane. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh. oh, my God. No, I just did it quite in a quite a sort of relaxed, gentlemanly manner. Um, you you ashamed of anything, Mike? Uh, there's so many things I'm ashamed of, but um, one that... It's, it's actually quite sad, but um, when I when I broke up with my first girlfriend when I was 15 years old... Um, who I was only going out with for two weeks. Um, so there's, there, there's two parts. I killed her. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> um, She's in the fridge. <laughs> she I'm sorry, please, me, we're not lying. She gave, she gave me like a, a bracelet, right? And like this this meant the world to me. Took it to Cyprus with me on holiday. Uh, yeah, uh, by the way, it was a two or three weeks ago together, one of them I was in Cyprus for a week, by the way. Uh, so yeah, um, and yeah she, she gave that to me. Obviously, I like, clung on to it. I lost it, and it was like the worst moment of my life. And then when when we'd broken up, uh, it was really, I, I took it really badly. Uh, she, she did it over the phone. Didn't want to, didn't have the balls to, to meet up with me or anything to tell me. Um, and then I, when, when she broke up with me, I went home and watched Neighbours for six hours and stayed up all night and and ate ice yeah i know and then it's like bridget jones <laughs> i know i know i took it really badly and then um when she asked for the because she'd moved on like quickly with this south african weirdo called kelly um yeah with a girl. Oh, an arsehole. no a guy oh. he's also yeah. right you're yeah. 15 yeah. you know his name it's like yeah, still yeah. really no it is, it is because i was i was watching love island with, with with my missus the other day and there was a guy that looked like him and i started getting triggered so i started started shaking i was like this guy like, he's come back to haunt me um anyway he's this, in this the fridge a, as well <laughs> this is a very long story but um yeah it's essentially when she asked for her her bracelet back i just uh I just broke it in front of her. Uh, well, no, no, not in front of her. But I just basically snapped it and then and then like, sent a picture of the like the broken stuff on the floor. <laughs> and I was like, no, well, you can have it back, but it's in it's in ten pieces. So well, there you go. Whether it's oh, my on a plane, oh, Mike's heartbreak, or Hannah's poor parenting. Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> um, that's it for the Christmas special. Just very quickly, uh, got an announcement to make. We um, we are joining podcast radio. So you can now hear us every Friday night, every Saturday morning, every Sunday morning uh, on DAB in Manchester, across southeast of England, um, in London and in Birmingham. So, yeah, we're going to be on your radio every I weekend. Just, I just good. genuinely don't know how that's happened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Me hassling various executives at the company. So there you go. Thank you. It's been, it's been a really great year. And thank you, everyone, for all your support. And, um, yeah, have a lovely Christmas. Thank you very much, Hannah East. Thank you. Thanks, Mike. Cheers, lad. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Social Podcast Network. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press one. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press two. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over a hundred social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.